I think as a parent, it is your responsibility to give your children love, um, security, education, so that they can become who they need to be independent and be able to take care of themselves as a parent. That's what you want most in life for your children to be able to be able to be on their own and to and to be happy, yeah. you know, and to find their purpose. So I know that you'll agree, enjoying myself while I work is the vibe that I'm trying to be on. So I want to invite you guys to Sidebar ATL here in Atlanta, Georgia. Sidebar, on top of the good food and live music, they have three different experiences. That means you can join me in the garden room, in the gold room if you want to try the top of the line hookah and they also have the dungeon where I hear what happens in the dungeon stays in the dungeon. So it's the perfect mix if you're here on business or you want to blow off some steam after work you can meet me at Sidebar ATL so that you can have a little bit of dinner and then turn up afterwards if that's your jam. So check us out 79 Poplar Street here in downtown Atlanta or you can call 678-800-0741. Let's get it work and play at the same time. Right? <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Work and Play Podcast. I'm your host, Arielle Young, and today we have a really, really special. Now, I know, I know I say special episode, but this one is really, really special. One, because of my own journey into entrepreneurship, but two, because I get to have a conversation with my coach, Donnie Wiggins, her mom, Donnie, <laughs> Denise Mills. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for being here. Now, in honor of, we, we don't oftentimes get a chance to honor ourselves or honor the people that we respect with having a conversation with their moms, but in this case, I do. So it's a special occasion to one, have a conversation with you, but then also on the work and Play podcast we have conversations with corporate professionals who have been in, in like interested in making a change in their life right and for whatever reason they found their way into entrepreneurship and the rest is history right so from your perspective we get to change we get a chance to hear like what's the bird's eye view of that whole story <laughs> look like right so from your perspective, like when you think about this occasion and us having a conversation and really where we are today in 2022, being able to see Donnie's success, what's been your perspective as a mom? Wow. Well, let me just say, first of all, I am so proud of her. I mean, extremely proud. And everything that she's done, she's done. I, I think of her as, I would describe her as a hundred percenter. She does everything in whatever she puts her mind to, whatever she focuses on, she gives it 100%. I don't care what it is, and she's always been that way. Um, so I kind of think of her as a 100%er because it doesn't matter if it's business, if it's personal relationships, family relationships. She always gives everything 100%. And uh, she's very um, competitive. She likes to win and she didn't get any of that from me. <laughs> okay, so she's her and this has been her and um, I have a lot of fine memories of her growing up and just becoming the person she is now. Yeah. She um, was always a great communicator and I could think of so many times when she would say something that would just kind of blow my mind and yeah. um so you know i just 
like I was discussing with you earlier, um, I kind of live vicariously through her yeah. because I'm kind of shy and she's outgoing and she's always been this way and I just watch her and marvel at the great woman she has become. That's beautiful. And we get to hear a lot about like you guys' growth as mother and daughter over the time. But before we get too deep into the story, I would love to know a little bit about you. In 2022, how would you describe Ms. Denise Mills? Retired. <laughs> Which a lot of people and, are striving toward. Well, look, um, I'm only able to be retired because of her. Wow. Um, because I um, uh, worked all my life, but um, due to, you know, some bad investments and different things, I didn't really have a retirement, you know, and so I was working um, for the state of Georgia uh, when the pandemic happened. And I had only been with the state for four years. I was a veterans program coordinator and I um, coordinated resources and services for veterans. I'm a veteran, an army veteran. And so um, we had a layoff at the state and I was one of the unfortunate people that job, you know, was cut. So I didn't know what I was going to do or whatever. And Donnie said to me, mom, retire. And I said, but how, how am I going to do that? How, I don't have a retirement. And she said, you have me. <laughs> and I don't want to get emotional, but that to me, because I don't believe that um, kids should have to take care of their parents. I, I think as a parent, it is your responsibility to give your children love, um, security, education, and so that they can become who they need to be independent and be able to take care of themselves as a parent. Mm -hmm. That's what you want most in life for your children to be able to um, be able to be on their own and to and to be happy, yeah. you know, and to find their purpose. Are you still trying to get a leg up on your entrepreneurial career? Now, I told you about the morning meetup, the community that was created for the betterment of entrepreneurship. And we are cooking up some really cool things. Now, here's the thing. If you join today, you can actually get in for 60% of the original price. So if you join today, all you have to do is download the app. And I provided the link below so that you can join us. We have community. We have a book club. And it's the largest group that meets every single day, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. to literally get ahead start on entrepreneurship so if you're still trying to grow you don't know what your business is going to be but you know you want to be an entrepreneur this is the community for you so check out the morning meetup click the link below download the app and join us today and so I didn't know how I was going to I thought you know I'll be working for the rest of my life <laughs> you know um, and as long as I you know um, can and and not to say that I won't ever go back to work um, because I like being out and working and doing things, but it's a good feeling when you don't have to. Absolutely. And to have a a daughter mm -hmm. that has made this possible, um, I'm grateful. Yeah. And you know, I want to go back to when you said that, like you know, a parent's decision is to raise their child, right? And to give them as much as you can. I think that 
there's oftentimes in our in this generation where we have the conversation of you know how much is the parent supposed to pour into their their child and how much does the child owe to the parent and there are different cultures that feel different ways um, but I oftentimes feel the same like responsibility to like be who I can be so that I can give back and create like you know better family functions better connectivity like and you know let my mom be able to kick up her feet right? yeah she's done yeah. so much to get me where I am today right so I feel like that's probably the same mindset where it's like mama I want you to rest. Yeah. I want you to like I feel feeling like I owe it to you whereas sometimes the parents like no. I owe it to you. Right. And because it's like I I didn't have the expectation that she had to do anything for me mm -hmm. if she, you know, became successful or whatever. I didn't have that expectation because I'm the parent and you know, I want to pour into her and I want to help her grow. And, and I want to be the one, you know, to say, hey, here's the down payment on your new home. Or, you know, I wanted to do that. And um, so I didn't, I don't feel as a parent that we should expect that our children owe us. I don't feel that. You know what I'm saying? What I'm glad to see is that um, Donnie is able to do more for her daughter than I did. So I think each generation, you know, can pour into the next generation. Yes. And so, and, and her thing now is building wealth mm -hmm. and helping her daughter to see that. And I'm sure that I have had some positive you know, effect on her, Absolutely. but I just believe that um, it's, it was never my expectation that she would take care of me. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah. That was never me. Um, I always wanted to be the one to Poor help to her. Right. Yeah. And um, so <laughs> that's why I'm so grateful because this is not something she had to do. You know, so I've talked, right, exactly. Yeah. You know, um, over the years, I've met people that didn't even have a relationship with their parents. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So I feel grateful that we have this bond. And it's not to say that we don't have our spats. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because we do. And, you know, um, because she thinks the way she thinks, I think the way I think. And sometimes those don't go together. Yeah. But at the end of the day, we're a mother and daughter and we love each other and whatever the issues are, um, our relationship is always going to be solid. Yes. I think mm -hmm. about you saying that you having an impact on Donnie, but also in this season, being able to be retired, you get an opportunity to be a better grandmother. Absolutely. Because a lot of times we don't get a chance to have conversations with our grandmothers in, in a way that we need guidance, right? So. I think that pouring in in wealth, right, familial wealth, is monetary, but it's also that wisdom Absolutely. and that guidance. Like, Grandma, what did you do, right? And so I'm thinking about your decision to become a mother. Mm -hmm. um, you said you're a retired veteran, mm -hmm. right, from the Army. And there was a time where you didn't have any children. When did you decide that you were going to be a mom? Okay, now that wasn't a decision <laughs> you know it was i got married mm -hmm. and while i was in the military and um things happened Were you so 
Yeah, very much so. And so um, um, we were both stationed together and uh, well, not at first, we were kind of separated at first. He was one place, I was another. And then finally we got to be stationed together and Donnie came along. So, you know, um, but um, when I was maybe, I think I was seven months pregnant with her, uh, my mother, um, at the age of, she was 42, passed. And so um, that was a very difficult time for me. And, but, you know, God is so good because um, Donnie came along like two months after that. So even though I was really, you know, going through it about my mom, we were very close um, about her passing and um, um, she had lung cancer and um, it really happened rather quickly. So um, I think that having Donnie at that time was a blessing for me yeah. because then I had to, you know, put all my energy into yeah. her. And um, so it really helped me a lot. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. So at the time you were in love with your husband and mm -hmm. you guys got married. And I know um, the, you know, the, when the baby comes, the baby comes. Right. And, and I, what I understand is like, we're never ready, whether we plan for it or we don't exactly. plan for it. Right? Exactly. And then with your mom, I resonate with that because um, they oftentimes say like when one spirit leaves your family, another spirit comes. And mm -hmm. I've seen that happen in so many ways, mm -hmm. which is crazy how life works that way. And so now you have this new energy in your space and you're building a family as a new mom. What are some of your, like your, um, the things that you were most excited about? And then what were some of the things that you were like, listen, like you thought were going to be challenging or you thought where you were going to be afraid of what was your mindset at the time? Well, it was not, um, easy as a new parent because I'm an only child and um, not having my mom for guidance with home. that new experience yes. of a new baby, um, that was difficult. But my mother's youngest sister um, and I were very close. So she sort of filled in um, for my mom at that point, you know, um, but even though she did and she was great and I loved her, uh, she's since passed, but um, she was just a, a great um, help to me with a um, new child and everything. Um, but, you know, you still want to have your mom there mm -hmm. and not having that made it, you know, just kind of hard and, um, you know, a difficult time for me. Mm -hmm. But through all of that, um, the experience of having a child and um, loving that child and wanting that child to have all the great experiences. And, um, you know, I, I just, I mean, I don't feel there's anything greater than being a mom. Mm -hmm. And especially when you have a kid who is so, loving and caring um and uh, you know i was gonna ask what did you notice about donnie like growing up the first time like as you're seeing her 
learn how to walk, develop a personality because as I understand it, it you know, babies grow a personality like two and three, right? And Absolutely. You start to see their soul. What were some of the first things that you noticed about Donnie? Well, I'll say this. She was um, always, and this is from young, a great communicator. Wow. Like, um, and I'll skip the, um, maybe the twos and threes and go to when she started school. And I remember she was in, I think, second grade. And I, um, I picked her up from school one day and she was looking kind of, you know, like she wasn't feeling well or something. And I said, are you okay? And she said, um, mom, I have an excruciating headache. And I was like, what? She said, I have an excruciating headache. And I said, is, did you learn that word in school today? And she was like, no, mom, my head is really hurting me. So she knew how to use this word. And wow. things like that happen all the time. And so I, um, when I dropped her off at school the next day, I, I um, talked to her teacher. Her teacher was outside, um, you know, when they come in, out and meet the kids when they're coming to school in the morning. And I, I told her what happened. And I said, did you say anything or was that a word that you taught them? And she was like, no, um, I didn't say anything like that. And so I don't know if she heard it on TV or where, but I started noticing very early um, that her vocabulary was, I mean, really extensive. So um, I always told her when she was growing up that her ability to communicate was a gift because she could do it. I mean, when she was in high school, if I had like um, a letter to write and I'm talking about something I needed professionally done, I would let her edit. Donnie? I would let her edit it and tell me, you know, and she was good at that. Even in high school, she was very good at that. So I think that she has been able to take her gift mm -hmm. of communication mm -hmm. and use it in whatever endeavor that she's ever, you know, been involved, whatever she's done, yeah. she's been able to um, use that and it's a gift. Oh my goodness. Yes. I think it's even beautiful that you pointed it out Even to the point where like you went into the teacher you said hey like did she cut you know Did she learn this pick this up from you? You're still trying to figure out. Hey, how is my daughter developing this right? right. And now there's one side of like, you know, our human development. That's just our own It's God, you know, it's God given it's a gift, right? But then there's parenting that a lot that creates an environment for us to be ourselves Right. So you know, going back to you saying, like, I wanted her to be everything that she could. What did you notice in your space? You know, like growing up, like where what was your strength as a parent that allowed her to be what she was? OK, so I, I'm going to just say this. I'm sure I contributed, mm -hmm. you know, because, I, you know, of course, I, I wanted her to have every opportunity to um, be involved in things, extracurricular activities at school or whatever. But a lot of this is just her. Mm -hmm. And, you know, but I'll say that um, 
You know, whenever I found out about an opportunity, and it didn't have to be anything, you know, um, great or whatever, but, mm -hmm. you know, um, for instance, um, I found out about speed reading. Yeah. And so I talked to two other parents, um, friends of hers, um, two girls she was friends with, and I talked to their parents about getting them involved in this speed reading. And um, this is when she was in, um, it may have been middle school. No, I think it was high school. Uh, she had just started high school. And um, this guy was, um, this was his business. He taught speed reading and he would actually come to your home. And so her and two of her friends, um, I talked to their parents and we all um, put in uh, to pay him to come and teach nice. them speed reading. So she has told me over the years that um, this has helped her tremendously. To this day, she still uses that skill of speed reading um, in whatever she does, you know. So things like that, you yes. know, it, it, I think as parents, we don't, you know, sometimes we may not be able to afford to do really, you know, um, expensive type education or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but there are little things we can do, you know, um, opportunities that we see. Now, you know, when she was in um, middle school, um, she decided that she wanted to major, when she got to college, she said she wanted to be a chemical engineer. Mm -hmm. So I was really excited about that. You know, I was Why like, did you wow. Why she wanted to be a chemical engineer? Well, she read, um, she was re doing some research or something for a class and she read up on chemical engineers for whatever, I, I can't remember, but it was something she was studying. And um, her stepfather um, had a, um, degree in well he actually had dual degrees in mechanical and electrical engineering so he used to help her a lot with her homework and things like that and um i think she picked up a lot from him in that area but even though she wasn't you know thinking about the mechanical or electrical she was thinking about chemical engineering but it you know still was something that she needed a lot of math for and so um, I began to find um, engineering um, schools that she could go to during the summer every good. year. Yeah. So, you know, she she went to North Carolina A&T. Um, they had an engineering program um, for high school students. She went to Florida A&M. They had an engineering um, program during the summer for high school students. She went to um, the University of um South Carolina at Orangeburg, okay. Orangeburg, uh, South Carolina, and they had an engineering program. So every summer during high school, she would attend these engineering programs. And her senior year, she was like, I, Mom, I think that you're just trying to get rid of me for the summer because every <laughs> summer I have had to go to some type of program. But I just, you know, I, those were things that I felt 
um, would be helpful to her. Mm -hmm. And um, and I do think they were helpful and um, gave her an opportunity to meet people, yes. you know, and um, form a, a strong network. And so I think that, you know, a lot of times we may not have... Um, Maybe the finances, as parents, I'll say this to parents, you, you may, especially young parents, it, you know, you can look for things for your kids to um, get involved in. Because um, all of those things are free, right? Um, well, no, I'll say this. You had to, um, like, I think at A&T, um, you had to get some type of scholarship, mm -hmm. but... Um, she was able to do that through the one at A&T. She was able to do, uh, no, it was Orangeburg. She was able to do that through Xerox. So you got to look and research yes. how to get those things. It didn't cost me in that sense. And you know time, what I'm saying? Though, but energy. time and research mm -hmm. to find out how she could be a part of that. Mm -hmm. And then... Um, um, other people along the way, once I mentioned to them what, you know, she was interested in, I had folks that um, offered to help, you know, um, one of um, our family friends, he was able to get her involved. He was an he is an engineer and he was able to get her um, at the um, University of South Carolina at Orangeburg. And so, cause he knew somebody on the board there, you know, just different ways that you yes. gotta do what you gotta do yes. to be able to help your kids grow. The best way to support the Work and Play podcast is by subscribing to the YouTube channel and by going to your favorite podcast player to subscribe and rate the Work and Play podcast. That's all you have to do. So if you are liking the Work and Play podcast, the content, the stories that we're sharing, and you know that this will help someone, go ahead and share the content to someone who could actually use it and help them on their journey to transition from corporate into entrepreneurship. Now let's get back into the episode. You constantly stayed invested. I think that the the it doesn't take it doesn't take any money to be invested in your child. I'm not a mom, but I do feel like you know life gets hard, life mm -hmm. has its ups and downs, and constantly you hear the story that parents kind of just you know take their mind off of their kids for a little while because of what they have going on. But to have a constant investment in her growth and development means that whatever you're doing, wherever you are, someone's going to pick up and be like, hey, I can help you with that. Oh, Donnie is interested in that? I can help you with that. And so it's the, the, the consistency for me of you being interested in Donnie's growth. <clears throat> but then it's the, the, you know, the energy that comes around you that when you say your desires, whatever you want is going to be attracted to you. And I feel like that, honestly, now that I think about it, Donnie is really big on manifestation. Yes, and she is. <laughs> Regardless of like what you have, your story literally manifested the resources that in the environment that she needed to be who she was. I even resonate with this part. My mom is similar to you where like, my, I had my first job when I was 14 because my mom was always looking for opportunities. And uh, no matter what, I always took heed. It was like, you know, why not? My mom's giving me this application. All I need to do is fill out this application, put my, G, my um, GPA in there. We'll see if I can go. And I would say those are the things that accelerated my mindset because I got a chance to spend college, you know, while I was in high school. And I think about that 
from all parents who feel like they don't. My mom might look at me and say, she, she always does this. Like, Aria was so independent. And I'm like, yes, I was independent, but if it wasn't for like the, the bills always being paid for me to have a room to like go into and, and like retreat, and if I didn't have the opportunities that you let that you that you put forth for me, then I don't know where I would be. But I do know it was very much influenced by you. So it's similar, right? right. Yeah, yeah. And that's just <laughs> important, you know, to um, be very involved with your kids because they need to know that you are interested and you support them and you believe in them and you know you don't always agree with them because there was a lot I didn't agree with I, I wanted her to my thing was um, now let me just say this about me um, I always worked full-time, but I always had side hustles, you know, I always, you know, had that entrepreneurial spirit where, um, but um, I didn't become successful at it like Donnie has in her businesses, but I, um, she always, you know, was helping me do something, you know, I, um, I taught word processing um, mm -hmm. when the, um, personal computer came along I bought an IBM personal computer you and that the was all, of that? yes and I, I did that and I got a contract with Ford Motor Company and um, you got a contract with the corporation yes when was this the, oh lord this was in the early 80s and um late seven I, yeah the early 80s and um what I did was like um, Ford um, used to have a plant out in Hapeville, Georgia, and when um, employees at Ford um, would, let's say, be on workers' comp and they had to change what their jobs, you know, they couldn't do the physical part anymore, mm -hmm. well, the um, employees that were interested in um, word processing or whatever, doing something in the office as opposed to out, you know, um, on the line. Um, mm -hmm. They would come to me to learn word processing. So I had bought an IBM computer and um, I started teaching word processing. So I did that um, and um, I did it for a couple of years and then um, I started doing from that I started a little temp agency but I still was working full-time and um, I um, had uh, the as a client the Atlanta Chamber of Commerce and I would send people there this was during though the Olympics when okay. the, 96 um, Olympics? the 96 Olympics okay. when um, Atlanta had the um, um, was preparing mm -hmm. and so um, I was sending temps there and um, even myself I would go and so um, I did that for a minute so I tried different things and she always saw me doing those things and she um, wanted to uh, like I said at first start out she wanted to be a chemical engineer mm -hmm. but once she got in college that started to change you know um, I think she didn't really want to work for anybody but you know she started to um, 
um, I know she got a summer job as a car salesperson mm -hmm. and um, she did so well and her paycheck was so big that she it, it really changed her mm -hmm. like she was like okay this is commission mm -hmm. and I did this and I was so scared that she was going to quit school because she started looking at how much money she could make yeah. with her ability to communicate oh, and yeah. she was a good salesperson yeah. so you know that was just where we started having okay. that little mom daughter um, yeah mm -hmm. did she ever call you because the funny thing is she talked about like her uh, the opposite of desire <laughs> to be in, you know, to have a boss, right? Did she ever call you during that time? Because you picked up on the, the paycheck, right? Mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and she talks about that even in the course about how much money she made early on as a younger person in sales. But then there's also this um, rebel, rebellious or uh, side, right? Where it's like, I don't want to be a part of the system or I don't want a boss. Do you remember those conversations? And was that some of the things that she was saying? Yeah, well, here's the thing is that she knew my feelings side. about it. My thing was, even though I had side hustles, mm -hmm. I my mind was, I want you to have a job a good job mm -hmm. see that's the way i thought because that's the way i grew up yeah. you got you went out and you got a good job right and so uh, you went to school you know you got your education and you got a good job yeah. okay so that's what i was thinking I, you need to get a good job then after you get the good job then you Talk can think about, about yeah you know but you need to get a good job and yes. so that's where my head was mm -hmm. so she was pretty much, um, she didn't really want to talk to me about that, you know, even though we did, but I was always like against it, Got right? It. Mm -hmm. So she knew what she wanted to do. I mean, she knew that she had the ability to do these things, um, um, uh, especially the selling part, the sales part. She was very good at that. And I was scared that that was going to deter her from school and getting that good job. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I, because she started seeing that money and making, she, she and I don't want to say it like that, like she saw the money. She saw what she was capable, capable of. of. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. And so that to me was scary because yeah. I grew up believing that you go to school and you get a good job, you know, and and even though I had side hustles going, but I always maintained a job. And that's what I'm thinking about because, you know, osmosis is a thing. And with her growing honestly and truly, you getting a contract with a corporation is for me, that's like the best like shadowing experience a person could have. You're her mom, right? And so I feel like as you are growing as a person, right? You have the st stability of your job and then you have your side hustle, but the side hustle is, that thing is amazing from where I stand. So to see Donnie growing up with the mom who's doing that, that's one thing, right? Mm -hmm. But then I think about you saying, 
a minute ago, like, you know, you hadn't reached the level of success in the business side of things as Donnie did. And I wonder if she knew intuitively that like she had to like focus on entrepreneurship if she wanted it to grow that way. Or once she realized what her capability was, she started to see the job as no longer stability, but maybe an anchor. Do you feel like in your own journey, when you look back at just her trajectory and everything that she had to have gotten from you with understanding one, what she's capable with her skill set, right? But then mm -hmm. what she's capable of doing in a business because you've already done it. Mm -hmm. Do you ever think back on understanding, not like with, with, with regret, but with understanding about how Donnie's path aligns with yours and then where your paths deviate? Okay, so, <clears throat> I, here's the thing, for me, <clears throat> I didn't capitalize on the side hustles I had because I looked at them as a side hustle. I didn't have the vision. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? I didn't because my thing was the most important thing was my job. So if I had to if it was between the side hustle and my job, yeah. my job came first. And <clears throat> that's where she and I differed mm -hmm. because she had vision and she could see further than I did at the time I was doing those things. Had I looked at the things I was doing and capitalized on them and had vision to see, I would let things get in the way of what I was doing as opposed to um, growing the, the businesses that I, were, I was doing. I didn't have that vision. Mm -hmm. And because my thing was the paycheck, mm -hmm. it was sure. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Stable. It was, yeah. yeah, and then with the side hustle, if anything occurred, I um, didn't move beyond that. Like if, say for instance, um, the contract was over with Ford. Okay. I should have been getting another contract. Mm -hmm. I should have been moving forward, but I was like, I have a job, I'm, no big deal, okay? Mm -hmm. When the um, Olympics, um, the 96 Olympics came and it was over, um, the um, Atlanta, um, City of Atlanta Chamber of Commerce, they weren't calling me the way they were in preparation for the Olympics, right? They weren't calling me like that. So I was like, no big deal, I, got, I have a job. So, you know, you, I just let that go, you yeah. know, didn't Think try to, thing. yeah, mm -hmm. and so maybe she saw that and thought, no, and I'm not, a job is not going to be what I put my all into. Mm -hmm. um, and you know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah, she may have looked at that yeah. and, and thought, because she would tell me a lot, mom, why don't you do this? When I was teaching word processing, mm -hmm. I was actually doing it from home. So she um, could see everything. Yeah, but the here's the thing. Mm. She told me this. She said, um, 
mom, you should get a building, you should get a place. And I was like, I can't afford that, I can't. I was always, I can't, I can't, I can't. Mm -hmm. And she was more like, why? Like, you know, and I felt, oh, you're a kid, you don't understand, it costs money to do this, it costs money to do that. But she didn't accept those challenges, you know, like that was just, you know, a challenge and you need to get overcome it. Yeah, exactly. We gotta figure out a solution. Right. Mm -hmm. And I didn't think like that. You know what I'm saying? I, I just didn't. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I think she is, she believes in herself. Okay. I, I'm gonna just say that when I tell you she believes in herself, she believes in herself. Mm -hmm. She's very confident. You don't tell her, look, like I said, I look at her as a hundred percenter because whatever she gets into, she gives it a hundred percent. She is not going to halfway do anything. Um, she's a competitor. When we play games <laughs> as a family, when we play games, she got to win. She takes it seriously. You know, like you might be like playing around and it don't matter. Oh no. Oh no. Mm -mm. <laughs> she is the type of person that it doesn't matter. It could be a game, whatever it is, she likes to win. Yeah. So she, that's why I'm saying whatever she does, um, her relationships, whatever it is, she's 100% yeah. or nothing. As a mom, when you think back at your most fondest moments of like raising Donnie, what was, what do those experiences include? Regardless of whether Donnie saw it as her most fondest moment, but as a mom, what was your most fondest moment of like being a mother? I've had many. Mm. I have, but I'm going to tell you the experience I had, I had never, um, um, I hadn't seen her in action as far as um, when she gives motivational talks mm -hmm. and um, she's, she's speaking to a crowd. I, I had never witnessed that before. Mm -hmm. And she um, spoke at several um, different events at the um, T.D. Jake's Women Die Art Loose conference, right, mm -hmm. in Dallas. And um, she asked me if I wanted to go with her. And I said, sure, you know, and I went with her. And um, she had a booth set up and um, another young lady was there that kind of worked with her. And um, so the young lady and I, um, we manned the booth and she had her books for sale and t-shirts and everything and so I was doing that and um, the young lady that was assisting her would go to the different um, venues that she was speaking at and um, to you know sell the books and so Sarita Jakes, T.D. Jakes' wife, was speaking at the same time Donnie was, was speaking okay. in different locations but within the same building. And I was like, I looked at the schedule and um, I'm trying to think of the young lady's name, but I can't think of it right now, who was with us. 
I told her, I said, oh my God, I said, she's on the schedule the same time as Sarita Jakes. And I was like, she's not going to have anybody there. Like, because mm. everybody's going to be at Sarita Jakes event. And I was like, oh my God. And so the young lady said, um, she called me mom. She was like, mom, I'm going. And because um, she needed to take some books to the room. And I said, well, you probably don't have to take many because everybody's going to oh, be yes. Sarita you were, Jakes. You were thinking so, going to have a room. Yeah, and nobody's going to show up. And I was kind of sad about that. And so um, the young lady came back after um, Donnie had spoken. And she said, Mom, there was standing room only. What? Yes. That's what I'm thinking. And I was like, you're kidding. She said, no. Yes. There was standing room only. And I was like, oh, my God. You know, and so that was a really proud moment. But the one that was really huge to me when we were there at the event, uh, when uh, Woman's Our Art Loose, was I got to hear her speak. And... I had never been, um, you know, in an audience or anything where she was speaking. Well, I was actually behind stage, which I guess you, they call it the green room. I was with the other speakers that was scheduled to speak, you know. And so um, the guy who invented the... Um, Oh, he lives here in Atlanta, I believe, the water gun. Oh, Super Soaker? Yes. Mm -hmm. He was there, and he was sitting next to me, and we were just chit-chatting, and there was other people there, too. He was speaking as well. And uh, so we were just chit-chatting, and it was Donnie's turn to go up, and we could watch the person um, who was speaking at the time from backstage. Well, as everybody went up, you know, we were quietly speaking and talking and chatting and whatever. But when she went up, everything got quiet. Wow. She blew it away and I was in awe. And the super soaker guy said, that's your daughter? And I said, yeah. He was like, she's great. She is so good. And that was a moment for me because I had not seen her in action. Yeah. And that just was my moment. Oh, that is amazing. For you to even be just haphazardly, not haphazardly, because you were there to support, but to be able to just witness an organic moment like that that is the stuff that I, I would say most parents would love to experience in their kids. Yeah, and especially because she was very dynamic. Yeah. She's a dynamic speaker, a great motivator. What was she talking about? Um, entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. And she was just, you know, um, pretty much um, talking about her journey mm -hmm. and, um, you know, um, sort of motivating the crowd to whatever it is you want to do, you know, to go for it and don't give up and be consistent. And that's her thing about consistency. She believes in consistency, you know, and um, so 
that in itself, just listening to her, I mean, it motivated me. She motivates me all the time anyway. You know, she's always telling me, you know, mom, you can do this, you can do that, you know. And um, I believe her, you know, I believe her. Mm -hmm. Was it like hearing her tell her story and the parts that she shares about childhood, about you, what's it like listening to that? Well, honestly, when you know, I'm, I'm sort of a private person. So when she shared all she went through, losing her home, um, just everything, you know, just, I was like, why are you telling all your business? <laughs> you know, cause my mom always said, you don't tell folks <laughs> your business. <laughs> but she's, that's her. She's very transparent. And she's not hiding anything and she's not ashamed. You know what I'm saying? And she told me in so many words, mama, get over it. This is my truth and I'm going to tell it. Mm. And, you know, now I understand it better. But, you know, she said, I just want people. She said, how can people believe that they can do these things if I don't tell them? what I went through. She said, it, somebody could be going through the same thing as a single parent um, and don't see how they're going to move forward, how they're going to get out of this situation. Mm -hmm. She said, I just want to be real with people. And she's not ashamed. Yeah. She's not ashamed at all of what she's been through. And I don't think she should be. But my thing was the way I grew up, yeah, we is don't do we that. don't tell our business we don't tell everybody but that's she's transparent yeah. and she's gonna let you know Ooh -wee. <laughs> this is my story this is where I've been yeah. and here's where I am now yeah mm -hmm. so I have two uh, two thoughts because um, back into going back into the story you know you guys had your first bit of like a clash when she was in middle or high college and she started to make more money and you started to see that okay she's valuing like her internal capabilities and how that's been able to be manifested into money when did like the first i guess like blow up happen for you guys to be like because she went on to college it was it was college it was college maybe not first blow up but when she decided to be a full-time entrepreneur, was how did that feel? Were you already used to Donnie's going to do what she wants to by then? You may be used to something, <laughs> but when it's your child, yeah. you're going to give your two cents regardless of what. You know, you, I knew, but I just wanted, you know, you want the best for your, your, your child. And I could not see, that's one thing I'll tell people, don't expect everybody to understand your vision even if it's your parent you know your parents they may not understand your vision because God gave it to you and other people may not be able to see it because I couldn't see it you know and I'll tell you I um, um, as I told you she wanted to be a chemical engineer and she had an internship um, when she was at North Carolina A&T, she had an internship at Owens Corning. And, what is Owens Corning? Um, you know, they make the Corning wear, the, okay. um, and I, I guess they make other things too. But, um, you know, the 
dishes, the, you okay. know. Is it for like the cooking, like for like a, um, like casserole know? dishes, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, stuff like, like that. Yeah, stuff. they do. Yeah. And I'm sure they do other okay. stuff as well. Mm -hmm. Well, she had an internship with them and her, uh, manager there, um, at Owens Corning, um, wanted her to give me a tour because I, he found out I was coming to visit her at school and he said, bring your mom, I, you know, cause they really liked her there. And so I went on a tour of Owens Corning and you know, when I got there, she had on the white coat and you know, and I'm thinking, oh, my baby's going to be a chemical engineer. And I'm like, yes, you know, so I'm taking the tour of the, um, building and the different departments and all of this and I'm seeing you know she's working with chemicals and all of this kind of stuff going on and I'm like yes this is so awesome and so she seemed to be really into it you know so her supervisor was taking me around and introducing me um this is Donnie's mom this is Donnie's mom you know and everybody oh she's great and you know um they were like yeah, when she finishes school, she's got a job. Um, she's awesome, you know, and they were telling me different things that she had contributed and they couldn't believe it and all of this stuff. She was so good and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yes, I left that place believing that this child gonna is going to be a chemical engineer. engineer. And I'm like, yes, you know, the good job. Yeah. That's what I was thinking, that good job. And so... After all of that, maybe a few months later, she was like, I'm not doing that. I'm like, what? She said, I don't want to be a chemical engineer anymore. I want to do my own thing and I don't want to work for anybody. And I'm like, girl, listen, I know you're not coming here with that. I, I, I don't even want to hear that, you know, no, it, no. And I didn't want to hear it. I didn't even want to discuss it. I didn't want to talk about it. I said, you're going through something. I don't know what it is, but you better get over it. You know, because I, I was so upset with her about that. And she, um, she didn't want to do it. And so she started um, doing other things, you know, and couldn't do nothing about it. I, it was nothing I could do. I Were mean, you guys, um, what, how was your relationship affected as she was making those decisions to just do what she wanted, but at the same time, you are fearful and hurt that she's not like, right, exactly. Job. Well, I, you know, <laughs> that we were clashing, yeah. you know, I mean, we were clashing. So it was like no, fights all the time. Yeah, and, it was. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was just, I was upset yeah. and I wanted her to do what I wanted her to do. Mm -hmm. Right. And she wanted to do what she wanted to do. Yeah. So we were not clicking, but you know, at the end of the day, she knew whatever happened, mm -hmm. I'm there for her. Mm -hmm. Um, I wasn't, you know, you're going to love your child regardless, yeah. you know, but I was trying to be stern and to let her know this is not acceptable, but it didn't work. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It just didn't work. And she, she mentioned that uh, her stepdad, her dad is what she says. Mm -hmm. You know, he was a um, mechanical engineer, like you mentioned. 
what was his thought around like you know oh my daughter's gonna be a chemical engineer and then she decides no where was it where was what were you well, guys discussing i think he was more um He was a, he was more understanding okay. than I was. You know, he was like, well, if you know, I mean, you can't make a do what she don't want. You know, he was just more accepting. Yeah, the it's like they were very close, and she pretty much could tell him, look, you know, this is not what I want to do, and he was okay. He was very understanding yeah. about it. I mean, I'm sure he had his feelings that you know, um, he would have liked for her to do this, you know, but um, he was more understanding and he wasn't trying to fight her on it yeah. like I was, yeah. you know, and he was pretty much telling me back off, okay. you know, just back off and, you know, she's an adult, she has the right to make her own decisions, but I wasn't trying to hear that, yeah. you know what I'm saying, that just... And life has to do that, you know? I, I recognize, like, I'm always talking to the person who's going through the transition. And I'm 31 years old, so a lot of my podcast guests, a lot of the people who have gone through their journey or are going through it are between, like, you know, 27 and 40, let's mm -hmm. say. And so you don't know what's on the other side mm -hmm. of choosing your path, mm -hmm. but you just hope you know, one, love isn't lost between the people you really, really love and care about and who just really want the best for you, but you don't get the chance to see the other side. So it's really, really good to hear you speak about that situation because a lot of people are in it right now mm -hmm. and they can't see that, okay, there's going to be a flip side of this coin, mm -hmm. whether it's a parent who's looking at their child make a decision that oh, they're just choosing their own path and they're upset right now. Or mm -hmm. if it's a child who's like, my mom, maybe they're thinking my mom doesn't love me. You know, it gets so bad because you're yeah. like, I just want to live my life and it's right. causing such friction. Yeah. So I'm glad that you're here to like share that side of things because it's the growth that we are all here Absolutely. for. Absolutely. But we hear about the external part second-handed mm -hmm. what I mean by that is you know when I transitioned out of corporate I'm looking at all this motivational speaking and there might have been like five entrepreneurs who are just like sometimes you got to cut off your parents because they don't believe in you and you're like I gotta cut off my parents <laughs> is it that bad <laughs> you know <laughs> and you hear that type of extreme conversation and it's just like how do I navigate if I don't want to cut off my family right right how do I navigate so I'm just thinking about even that part even hearing you share that it's going to be a voice that cuts through the noise where it's like either you have to cut your family off or you can't be successful right and you're somewhere in the middle where you've been able to experience the feelings mm -hmm. the anxiety the mm -hmm. clashing and come out on the other side because it's human yeah. I mean we um, as parents you want what's best yeah but maybe sometimes what um, we we think is best is not best for that person but i think you know like with your mother or whatever mm -hmm. you know she has your your best interest at heart right and and you know that um if you don't agree on something you know it's not that she's coming from a place um of 
wanting you to hurt or something like that. Like she's not trying to hurt you. Um, she's coming from a good place. However, you have to do what it is you want to do, no matter if it's your mom, like me. Um, Donnie did what she wanted to do, no matter what. But she knew that I love her and I only wanted the best for her. Yeah. And, um, and she showed me that, you know, she was right about her with the decisions she, you know, made for herself. Mm -hmm. I didn't see it at the time because my concern was I wanted her to be able to be an independent woman, be able to take care of herself, stand on her own two feet. That was just so important for me. I, I wanted that for her. You know, my mother left me at, tw I was 22 years old and I knew what it was like not to have that motherly support. You know what I'm saying? I knew what that was like. And I was always going to be there for her. If, if anything happened, just because I didn't agree with her decisions, mm -hmm. anything happened, I'm there for my child. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I don't care what it is. If she needed me for anything, all that other stuff, what I felt about her career and what she was doing, that has nothing to do with her needing me and me being there for her. You know, sometimes people take things to the extent that if you don't do what I say, then I'm cutting you off. I don't want to be bothered. It was never like that. Like I would never cut her off or, you know, if she needed something, um, she knew she could come to me. Um, I wasn't going to say no because I didn't agree right. with what she was doing yeah. unless it was something that I felt she was harming herself, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. uh, and she never did anything like that. Yeah. Her, our disagreement was her past. You know, she wanted to take this road. I wanted her to take that road. Well, that's never going to cause me to cut her off yeah. or her to cut me off. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's because important. she could have said, you didn't believe in me, you know, um, you know, I'm not going to do anything for you. She could have done that. She could have easily done that, but she never did because she knew that at the end of the day, I only wanted what was best for her. I couldn't see. That's why I said you got to follow your own vision because sometimes your parents may not see that, mm -hmm. but I think you know, when people say cut your parents off, now if, you know, they're not good people mm -hmm. or, you know, they're doing you some kind of harm, mm -hmm. then that's something different. Yeah. But if you really know that your parents just want the best for you, yeah. you might have to take a break and, you know, do what you got to do mm -hmm. and then, you know, keep that you know, yeah. line open. Yeah. yeah, you keep the line open, mm -hmm. and but you might have to step aside and do what you want to do. Yeah. You know, and um, that could happen. Yeah. Um, but I just feel that we have grown together, yeah. and um, she's been amazing. Like I said, I could not ask for a better daughter. I couldn't. 
I just want to say, you know, we started this conversation with you saying, like, before we even started the recording, like, I'm a private person, and and yes, like, you know, I resonate as an individual, as an independent child. That Donnie, I'm sure, guys gets a lot, you know, from herself. But as I see you opening up and you sharing, you speaking into me, so I know <laughs> you're speaking into the world, and I'm like, okay, you know, we feel like you feel like Donnie doesn't get a lot, but the vibe you opening up and you sharing and you speaking from your perspective is super duper powerful and i i really want i just want you to know that as someone who has been impacted by donnie i'm also being impacted by you in the same way like as you communicate as you share your perspective and it's so detailed in the sense that i can see myself in it and i can even call i gotta call my mama you know what i mean and be like yo like thank you one for sharing your perspective and and sharing your lessons learned because without that I don't think that healing can happen you know like if we had stopped the story at 22 or if we stopped the story in college or if we stopped the story at any point then we wouldn't be able to see the full healing story and like you said growth right exactly exactly I'm thinking about um, you know as we uh, think about where we are today in 2022 and you said you guys have grown together um sometimes parents parents raise our children right they we they instill a lot of like you know values and and uh behaviors and habits and even like business skills right and then i think children do raise their their parents when we get to a certain level so i'm curious one to know in 2022 what you're most excited about for you and and you being able to take on this chapter head on and then i'm also curious what are some of the things that you feel like you have grown from those specific areas in your life where you've grown and now you get a chance to see those harvests those fruits of your life well okay um i think now that I'm able to, um, that I'm retired and I can, yeah, yeah, that's such a good feeling. <laughs> that is such a good feeling. And um, I thank my daughter for, for this because I don't see how that would have been possible, but she made it happen. And, um, and, and I would like to do something. I don't know what. Um, uh, maybe a part-time job, maybe something on my own. I don't know. Um, but you know, I like to keep active and moving yeah. and doing things. And so, um, I want to travel and, um, um, just, you know, all of this is new to me right now. Um, uh, being able to, uh, be on my own out here without a job and the and good job. <laughs> Right, the good job. <laughs> 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 Service purpose. Yeah. 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 But, so. but now you, you mentioned, like, you know, before Donnie had the vision, but now you get a chance to dream. So even if it's not like here on this couch where you think about, like, okay, what's my dream? I feel like what a lot of people who don't even get a chance to enjoy retirement 
really, really want to do is dream and they that second life. I love that about life in general that you can meet somebody who's 80 and they have lived a full on career. And then the second part of the career, one, they made more money in such a short period of time mm -hmm. and they love it. Mm -hmm. They're passionate mm -hmm. about it. Mm -hmm. So now you get a chance to dream. So I'm really excited to see what that looks like for you. Yeah, well, I, I don't even know yet what I want to do, because here's the thing. And this is crazy for me, but um, in all the things I've ever done, I don't ever feel like I was passionate about anything. Like I, I never found that thing that um, like Donnie, you know, she mm -hmm. loves what she does. And I kind of look at her and um, as you know how when you buy a new home and you may hire a um, interior um, designer mm -hmm. to come in, you share your vision with that interior designer and the designer takes your vision and brings it to life yes. and makes it pop. Okay, Donnie works with entrepreneurs. They share their vision. She takes that vision. She brings it to life and makes it pop. And she loves it and she's good at it. She's awesome at that. You know, and that's the way I describe it because I use that analogy because that's what I see, yeah. what she does and how she loves it. It's nothing for her because she loves it. I would love to love something like that. Yeah. And that's the thing that I've never found. I've never found anything that gives me that kind of joy. Like she gets joy out of that. She loves it. She, this is easy for her because it's her her passion is what she loves to do and um, she's good at that and so I'm just looking at different things and I don't know if I'll ever find that but I'm grateful that I'm able to explore yes you know and yes. do different things and see different things yes. and um, that she made that possible for me and she's always telling me my, what she tells me I'm good at, I don't like, like, you know, she, she's always saying, mom, you know, you need to do something like maybe open a restaurant. Say, no, I don't like that. I don't like cooking. I may be able to do that. Well, I don't, I hate cooking. The cooking part, and, you say yeah. you cook well, but I don't like when doing Donnie it. says that, does she, does she mean like the customer service part of it? The management You part know, she thinks I cook and I should be cooking and mm. I should be sharing things with people my food you, you like cooking for your family is not anymore uh, that's what I used to <laughs> <laughs> I used to like doing that when she was a kid and you know I used to like that but I don't like cooking like that I don't like it I loved it when she was growing up doing things like that and um, I'm glad she enjoyed my food but that's not my thing. I want to be like her. I want to be excited about something. I want to feel like it's not a job, you know, yeah. like it's something that I just enjoy doing, you know, mm -hmm. and I just have um, not found, found something like that yet, yet you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Well, mm -hmm. I think that the blessing is that you get a chance to explore. Yes, absolutely. Like. Yeah, 
Yeah. So as we wrap up, I think that um, I always do. Typically, I'll say like for those who are making their journey and, you know, they because they're they've been through the journey, left the office. Right. And now mm-hmm. they're going into uncharted territories. What would you say to that person leaning back? But I also I think your perspective is really, really unique in a sense that you have that bird's eye view from someone who's in corporate, who's decided to follow their dream who might have a parent who supports or doesn't know how to support and is on their way to like doing something that they love. What would be your advice to a child? And a child, cause you're raising, you're raising us still, right? The community is still being raised. What would you say to that, that person who needs some guidance right now from a mom and just doesn't know like, you know, what to do next? And they're, tr- they got an idea of what they want to do and they don't have the support yes (sighs) believe in yourself if this is something you really want to do don't allow anything or anybody to stop you and you are going to run into bumps you know along your path you it it's life but keep going don't ever give up just keep going no matter what don't be deterred by the fact that you don't have people you you know i I listened to tyler perry and how he slept in his car Mm -hmm. and he took his um savings i think it was eleven thousand dollars or something like that and he put it all into his dream yeah he put it into his dream because he believed so much and whether that whether that play would have succeeded or not he would have succeeded anyway even if it didn't because he did it his way he did what he wanted to do this was something that he manifested and he believed in and it happened you know and sometimes other people they can't see what you see because it's your vision it's yours and yours alone and nobody else has to believe in it but you do mm-hmm. if you're easily dissuaded by other people because people are always they're always going to um, you know, it, they're either for you or against you, right? Mm-hmm. But just because somebody can't see your vision doesn't mean they're against you. Mm-hmm. It just means that they can't see what you see. So understand that <clears throat> and at the end of the day, it's your vision. Keep moving, mm-hmm. keep moving toward it. And don't let life, the bumps and, and the things that happen keep you down keep going Donnie lost everything but she's she just kept going like I I saw this for myself you know she lost everything but she didn't let that stop her she still believed in herself even with all of